We all have busy lives these days, and we don't want to waste a day recovering after a night out. That's why Zbiotics is the answer we've all been looking for. Their probiotic was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Pre-alcohol produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Go to zbiotics.com/cbs to get 15% off your first order when you use code CBS at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So, if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/cbs and use the code CBS at checkout for 15% off. Thank you Zbiotics for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Tonight, the breaking news after that chaotic presidential debate. CBS News has learned there will be changes to the rules and format. And just hours ago, the president once again asked to condemn white supremacists. At the top of the list of possible changes, cutting off a candidate's microphone to limit the interruptions. With two more presidential debates to go, will President Trump and Joe Biden show up? Plus, who are the Proud Boys? And why did the president tell them to stand by instead of stand down? Deemed a hate group by the experts, now a topic on the campaign trail. I don't know who Proud Boys are, but whoever they are, they have to stand down. My message to the Proud Boys and every other white supremacist group is cease and desist. Breaking news, suspect charged in the ambush shooting of two sheriff's deputies in Southern California. First arrested for a carjacking, the key piece of evidence that connected him to the brazen attack. Wildfire destroys wine country. Tonight, why firefighters are fighting fire with fire. The race for a coronavirus vaccine. How one drug maker's announcement could shake up the president's hope for a vaccine by Election Day. Employment up in the air. Nearly 45,000 airline workers could lose their jobs at midnight as Congress fails to pass a relief bill. Fiery crash. A fighter jet goes down in flames after a midair crash. What caused it and how everyone survived. And tonight, remembering Helen Reddy. I'm woman. The voice behind an anthem for a movement. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us. We're going to begin tonight with breaking news. CBS News has learned the Commission on Presidential Debates plans to issue new rules for the rest of this year's debates after Tuesday night's face-off between President Trump and former Vice President Biden turned into a farce. While the commission has not formally voted on changes, an informed source tells CBS News members believe they need to act in the coming days after being inundated with complaints about a chaotic debate. Among the possible changes to the rules, cutting off a candidate's microphone if that person and ignores the rules and interrupts another candidate or the moderator. Tonight, with 34 days left until the election, the candidates are back out on the campaign trail, even as President Trump tries to clarify his refusal to denounce white supremacy at the debate, along with a group known to support it. Well, we have a lot of new reporting to get to tonight. Our team of correspondents is standing by to cover it all. CBS's Ed O'Keefe is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Ohio. Good evening, Ed. 
Good evening, Nora. Biden's team says he'll be there for the next two debates under whatever rules the commission develops to try to contain the president's behavior. But the Trump campaign says you can't be moving the goalposts and changing the rules in the middle of the game. This new debate over the future of debates comes, as many seem to agree, we've hit a new low in presidential politics. The individual no, I, mandate was the most unpopular aspect of Obamacare. I got rid of it. I'd like and you to, we will protect Mr. people. President, with I'm the moderator of this debate, and I would like you to let me ask my question. After a debate full of insults and interruptions, more than 73 of them from the president, the Commission on Presidential Debates said it's time for a change. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Question is, the question is, radical left. Will you shut up, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? It's hard to get any word in with this clown. Issuing a statement today saying additional structure is needed to ensure a more orderly discussion at the next two matchups. I think it was just a, a national embarrassment. The chaotic debate followed Joe Biden onto the campaign trail today as he embarked on a two-state train tour. Campaigning in tiny Alliance, Ohio, he took a few more uninterrupted swings at the president. Trump has, uh, has no plans, no ideas. Didn't, didn't express a single plan that he had about how he's going to move forward. Mr. Trump Minnesota. had a different take. I thought the uh, debate last night was great. We've gotten tremendous reviews on it. The president was asked again today if he condemns white supremacists. He didn't do so directly, but did try to walk back comments about the Proud Boys, a far-right group that has supported white supremacist ideas. I don't know who Proud Boys are, but whoever they are, they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. He drew criticism, even from Republicans, for the way he talked about the group at the debate. Oh, would you like me to condemn Proud Boys? And right Proud Boys, Boys stand back and stand by, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. Yeah, they urged him to correct to the record. Uh, I think he misspoke. I think he should correct it. If he doesn't correct it, I guess he didn't misspeak. I want to associate myself with the remarks of Senator Tim Scott that he put out earlier today. He said it was unacceptable not to condemn white supremacists. And so I do so in the strongest possible way. And today, Biden had his own message for the Proud Boys. Cease and desist. That's not who we are. This is not who we are as Americans. Now tonight, the candidates are in states that their parties lost in 2016. The president holding a rally in northern Minnesota, while that train trip took Biden through parts of Ohio and Pennsylvania, where he needs to boost his support. Nora? Ed O'Keefe, thank you. Let's get more now on those strict new rules the debate commission is considering issuing in the coming days, including cutting off a candidate's microphone. CBS's chief Washington correspondent, Major Garrett, joins us now. And Major, many are demanding this dramatic rule change. Can they do it? The commission can do it, Nora. It is empowered to set the rules for the debates, and they do that in collaboration with the campaigns, and they did that for the first debate, but those rules were quite obviously flouted. That gives the commission more leverage. Here's another technical point of leverage. The commission controls the audio feed. The networks handle the TV part, so in these negotiations with the campaigns, they can say, if you don't do what we want, we can cut your sound off. That is on the table. Whatever the commission decides, Nora, it hopes to inform the country in the coming days. And the next presidential debate is going to be a town hall on October right. 15th in Florida. So how's that going to affect this whole dynamic? So it's in the Miami area. The Gallup organization is gathering the undecided voters right now, about 25 or 30. And, Nora, bulldozing or ignoring a moderator is quite different from bulldozing or ignoring a question from an undecided voter looking straight into your eyes. Every candidate wants to engage with that voter. That might bring a dimension of decorum that proved elusive to moderator Chris Wallace last night. 
And the next debate that we'll see is actually between the vice presidential candidates. What can we expect? Well, Vice President Mike Pence loves to talk about policy. He almost never likes to talk about the personality of President Trump. So he's going to focus on the accomplishments of the first term of the Trump administration. Kamala Harris, the Democratic vice presidential nominee, also wants to prove her policy chops and get in some prosecutorial questions of that Trump record. Both are looking out for their own political interests, so they're going to want to have an idea of this debate that looks decidedly different from the one the nation saw and didn't quite like last night. Major Garrett, thank you. Now to one of the biggest moments in the debate. As Ed reported, tonight the president is being rebuked by members of his own party for failing to explicitly condemn white supremacy and groups that support it. But as CBS's Jeff Pegues reports, tonight at least one of those groups is welcoming the president's comments. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Shortly after the president declined to denounce them, the Proud Boys were online celebrating and claiming victory. On Telegram, a group leader wrote, standing down and standing by, sir. Also, a new logo with the president's words appeared. The Anti-Defamation League has been tracking positive reaction from various hate groups, including this one citing more possible violence. They responded passionately and with tremendous enthusiasm, literally changing their logos and developing memes. So they see this as a call to arms. The Proud Boys are a far-right group founded in 2016 that often supports white supremacist ideas and violence. In 2018, members of the group were arrested in New York for beating two men. Critics say President Trump has a history of not condemning right-wing violence. In Charlottesville in 2017, thousands of right-wing protesters clashed with counter-demonstrators. You also had people that were very fine people on both sides. Last night, Donald Trump Jr. said his father was misunderstood about his Proud Boys comment. I don't know if that was a miss, you know, a misspeak, but he was talking about having them stand down. He's more than happy to condemn that. Charlottesville was not a hoax, of course. And tonight, a representative for the Proud Boys told us that they do not consider the mention during the debate an endorsement, nor do they consider themselves white supremacists. Meanwhile, the FBI says that white extremists are responsible for some of the most lethal activity here in the U.S. Nora. Jeff Begays, thank you. The death toll continues to climb from those devastating wildfires in California wine country. We learned today a fourth person has died, a man who was evacuated on Sunday with severe burns. That's 30 lives lost to fires in California since last month. Fires have destroyed 26 times more land in the state this year than last. Here's CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. Tonight, fighting fire with fire. In Napa, crews are lighting backfires to help stop these flames from causing more devastation. Meanwhile, a fourth person has died in a wildfire farther north. Both fires have burned more than 100,000 acres. Wineries like this one are now barely recognizable, and scores of homes now destroyed. There were fires on both sides of my property. Not only did Sean Mayer lose his home in the town of St. Helena, his brother and father lost their homes too. What was that conversation like with your father when you called him up? Uh, we both cried and a lot of great memories, so it's, uh, it's tough. 
President Trump blames California's most destructive wildfire season on the state's poor management of 33 million acres of forest. But the state only owns 3 percent. The federal government owns nearly 58 percent. Regardless, scientists say climate change is drying out vegetation too fast for modern tools and the firefighters that use them to keep up. Napa Valley's lifeline, their grapes, have largely been spared, but several vineyards have been destroyed. Firefighters are now working 48-hour shifts to try to contain the flames before the wind picks back up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Nora? Jonathan Vigliotti, thank you. We're going to turn now to breaking news from Southern California. Remember that brutal ambush shooting of two sheriff's deputies that was all caught on surveillance video? Well, charges have been filed. And get this, the suspect was already in custody. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. Tonight, police say the intense manhunt for the gunman who ambushed two L.A. County sheriff's deputies is over. This morning, my office filed attempted murder charges against Deontay Lee Murray. But Murray was arrested two weeks ago after a carjacking and an hours-long standoff. Investigators say a handgun he tossed during that chase was a key piece of evidence. That was pretty powerful when, when the gun was thrown from the car and we knew it was a 40, 40 caliber. But at the time, officials were adamant the cases were unrelated. It seems deliberately misleading when you strongly suspected going into it that this may have been the guy, but you definitively said he wasn't. We're not going to tell you all of our suspicions because you don't give away the store. Dramatic video shows the wounded female deputy applying a tourniquet to help save her partner. Investigators believe Murray acted alone, but they're unclear about his motive. Other than the fact that he obviously hates policemen and he wants them dead. Investigators have now tested the gun. They say Murray tossed out the car window and the ballistics match the gun used to shoot those two deputies. They are now recovering at home. Murray's in jail on $6.1 million bail. Nora. Carter Evans, thank you. Now to the coronavirus pandemic tonight, more than a dozen states report positivity rates above 10 percent, indicating the virus is once again spreading quickly. And tonight, CBS's Nikki Batiste has an update on the race to develop a vaccine. Today, the chief of Moderna Therapeutics said his company's vaccine won't be ready before the November election, and he doesn't expect to be able to distribute the vaccine to the general population until next spring, which is in sharp contrast with what President Trump said during last night's debate. You wouldn't have made ventilators, and now we're weeks away from a vaccine. This comes as new cases in 11 states have jumped by at least 60 percent compared to two weeks ago. Today in Wisconsin, where COVID hospitalizations alone reached a record high, the hospital official issued a dire warning. This pandemic is real. And while you may be one of the lucky ones who doesn't know anybody who's had COVID, I guarantee you, you will. New York City, once the epicenter of the virus, is also seeing a rise in new cases. Yet today, the city's restaurants reopened for indoor dining at 25% capacity. But that may not be enough to rescue some businesses. And many customers refuse to eat inside. I prefer outdoor dining because I'm afraid of COVID. Totally and completely. 
owner of that restaurant told us that at 25 percent capacity, she can only seat 18 people. Here in New York City, restaurants are required to do temperature checks and keep cleaning logs. But Mayor Bill de Blasio says he may have to shut down indoor dining again if COVID cases continue to rise. Nora. Nikki Batiste, thank you. A judge today gave Kentucky's attorney general an extension until Friday to release grand jury recordings in the Breonna Taylor shooting death. Daniel Cameron wanted more time to redact witness names. A member of the grand jury pushed to get the proceedings released, claiming Cameron misrepresented their deliberations. No officers were directly charged in Taylor's death. Tens of thousands of airline employees are about to lose their jobs when a federal aid program runs out at midnight. Congress has not been able to agree on a new relief bill. And it's not just the airline workers who will suffer. The effects will ripple throughout the economy. Here's CBS's Chris Van Cleve. Tomorrow, United Flight Attendant Annette Halla could lose her dream job to COVID. I love my job. The thought of losing it's really hard right now. She's not alone. About 45,000 airline employees are facing furlough or layoff. I can't really imagine not having a paycheck and health insurance is really big. (laughs) Between March and July, airlines shed roughly 45,000 jobs, but commercial aviation helps support another 10.4 million U.S. workers. That's one out of every 14 jobs, like the one 62-year-old Teresa Santucci lost. I'm basically squeaking by. She was among the 50-plus who worked on Alaska's in-flight magazine, which shut down after the airline pulled it from their planes. A day later, we're all emptying out our offices. This Dallas business was left holding the bag, tens of thousands of bags of nuts the airlines can't use. Business is down 80%. The pandemic is also devastating the airport parking industry, which employed about 12,000 pre-COVID. Lost business totaling $400 million and counting. In March, the ceiling fell. Our business just disappeared into thin air. Rob Chavez's family has owned Fast Park for 60 years. He had to lay off 60% of his staff. That's 540 people. Dewan Roberts was one of them. Good morning. He was furloughed for nearly four months. What's that like? Bad. (laughs) He's back working part-time, but that doesn't cover the bills. Chris Van Cleve, CBS News, Baltimore. So tough for so many people. We have some dramatic video of a Marine F-35 fighter jet falling from the air and crashing into a fireball Tuesday near Palm Springs, California. The pilot ejected and is being treated for injuries. The jet had collided in midair with a refueling plane, which made an emergency belly landing in a field. Luckily, no one was hurt. Jaws dropped in Paris today when Serena Williams dropped out of the French Open. She re-injured the Achilles tendon that she hurt in the U.S. Open. It was an abrupt end to Williams' pursuit of a record-tying 24th Grand Slam title. She says she's struggling to walk and that she needs time to recover. We wish her well. She was an artist who was strong and invincible and whose number one hit empowered women all over the world. Helen Reddy died Tuesday in Los Angeles. She was 78 years old. CBS's Jamie Yukis pays tribute tonight. Helen Reddy became a feminist icon, singing the unofficial anthem of the women's rights movement. Hear me roll in numbers too big to ignore. She won a Grammy for the song in 1973. And I would like to thank God because she makes everything possible. 
Reddy came to New York a single mom after winning a talent contest in her native Australia. She had dozens of hits, became a frequent guest on TV talk shows, and in 1977, starred as the lighthouse keeper in Disney's Pete's Dragon, earning an Academy Award nomination for original song. I'll be your candle on the water. Diagnosed with dementia in 2015, she never stopped fighting for women's rights. I am woman. In the beginning of her career, Reddy often repeated the words to herself, I am strong, inspiring the song that would later define her. Jamie Ucas, CBS News. You just play it over and over again. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, there's something incredible about this homecoming king and queen and their sibling bond that can inspire us all. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. A reminder, stay positive and test negative. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. See you back here tomorrow. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.